0: Welcome to the Case for Safety podcast. Our conversations with safety experts aim to share ideas and insights you can use to help your organization benefit from efforts to improve worker safety and health. I'm your host, Scott Fowler. Improving your safety and health management system requires you to think about how the different elements of that system interact with and influence each other. Applying a systems thinking approach allows you to make such an examination of your system to improve the system as a whole. Joining me today to talk about systems thinking and how you can use it to improve your safety and health management system, we're glad to have him back on the show, is uh, Jim Howe. Jim is a certified safety professional who specializes in safety management systems and the application of systems thinking. He chairs the ANSI ASSP Z10 Committee and is a member of the U.S. Technical Advisory Group to ISO Technical Committee 283, which publishes ISO 45001 the International Standard for Occupational Safety and Health Management Systems. Uh, Jim, welcome back. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Great, Scott. It's great to be here. Looking forward to this.
0: Let's get started. Now, I, I touched on uh, a systems thinking a little bit there at the top, but I wonder if we could kind of dive deeper into uh, systems thinking uh, as well as uh, the Z10 standard and what makes it so unique.
1: I want to start by talking about a little story about uh, uh, that occurred to me uh back in as we were developing 45001 and I went to almost all of the meetings around the world representing as one of the experts representing the United States I think it was Vienna I was sitting in the back of the room with David Smith from the UK who's the chair of uh the 45001 effort at that time and David told me about some research that had been done by uh by a woman a few years prior uh that was directed at trying to figure out what influenced the effectiveness of implementation of management system what are some of the critical factors and they took two groups they took one group and they taught them the management system standard in great detail to the point where the student the, the folks in that group could almost recite every requirement sub requirement you know, knew all of the details about the requirements within the standard. The second group, they gave them an overview of the elements of the standard, kind of a higher level understanding. So they didn't get training on each detail, all the great details of the standards, but they taught them about systems. So they had this higher level understanding of the elements and understanding of systems And then they watched how they functioned and how they performed in terms of implementing or improving their management systems in their respective organizations. And as you may expect, it wasn't the group that knew the standard the best, that knew the requirements in great detail. It was a second group that was far more effective. An operations vice president at one of the large energy companies here uh, once said, Our management system can be our seeing-eye dog that provides direction in times of uncertainty, or it can be the dead dog we pull behind us that creates bureaucracy and wastes resources. And really the question is, what's the difference? And that's what we try to focus on. We combine this understanding of systems. We spend time thinking about systems, how they function, what performance is related to, what are the critical aspects, and then we tie that into uh, the management system standard, in this case, Z10, the new version that was revised in 2019. And so you start to think about our management systems, our organizational control structure uh, for health and safety. And we start to think about building some of these system thinking tools. That's So that's kind of is a, at a high level, uh, Scott, that's kind of what makes this very, very unique.
0: Sure. Yeah, I think it, that gives a good kind of high-level o- overview of what we're talking about here. And diving a little deeper, what are some of the most critical aspects of systems thinking, and how do they impact the improvement of safety and health management systems?
1: Yeah, this is a great question. because, So, so first of all, what's a system? When we talk about the word system, just to kind of make sure we're on the same page, a system is a group of interdependent parts that form a unified whole to accomplish something the parts of a car a car is a system and it has a bunch of parts uh, blah 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 that allow it to function and, and transport us from one place to another our bodies are examples of systems right we have a you know a heart lungs uh pancreas uh liver uh, kidneys etc and they function mm-hmm. together um, and so that's understanding the system. And so when we think about health and safety as an example, systems have what are called what we call emergent properties. And safety isn't you know what our OSHA rate is or something like that. But safety is something that emerges from the interaction of the parts of our system: leadership processes, culture, worker participation, evaluation metrics, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So that's The first concept. Second is that system performance isn't the sum of the parts of the system, but it's rather the product of their interaction. So we got to just keep focusing on product of the interactions. A a good example is when you think about the car, we could bring a car into a warehouse, take it apart, even though we have all of the parts uh, in the warehouse, we don't have a car, we don't have an automobile. It's the interaction of those parts that make it a system. And the same is true of health and safety management system. It's not just dumping incident investigation, management of change, contractor safety, metrics, procurement blah 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 into a bowl and stirring them up and assuming what emerges is a is is a, a an effective management system. We have to connect these things and we have to think about the interdependencies. Uh, We can't think of them individually. And unfortunately, we have a tendency in health and safety to think about pieces and functions and activities uh, separate from the rest of the uh, system. And we tend to not function on these interdependencies. We don't ask ourselves, what is this function? What is this group? What does this activity need? in order to be successful? And to what extent is the organization satisfying those needs? So that that makes us very unique because again, there the tendency is unfortunately, and I know I fell into this in my health and safety career at times, looking at the individual parts in isolation of the rest of the system and not thinking about the interdependencies. And of course, then we launch this imp- an improvement or something like that and we scratch our head and say god i wonder why that didn't work i you know i you know we wrote the best uh, moc process we have the best uh, contractor safety you know this our procedure is great and it doesn't work and it doesn't work because we don't think about these interdependencies we don't think about the system and these interactions And unfortunately, often what we end up with is we not only don't improve, but we end up with unintended consequences. A a good example would be uh, we put a metric in place, gee, this is going to fix this safety problem, and it results in driving information underground, uh, which obviously those that launched the initiative never intended. But it's because they didn't understand the system and these interactions that they couldn't anticipate that unintended consequence. So those are just at a very high level, again, some, some concepts. So we try to make sure that we're focusing on these underlying um, interactions and not just focusing on symptoms.
0: Right, that, that's such a great point. As you said, you know, none of these things are taking place in in a vacuum, and we have to think about how everything is is interacting and, and interrelated uh, throughout the workplace. So, talking about systems thinking, what else should safety professionals know about this approach to safety management, and you know how they can apply it to the different hazards and risks that their workers are facing.
1: Yeah. The I I think there's there's two things. I mean, often when we think about change, we think about what can I add or what can I change, but often we ought to be focusing on what is it in our organization? One of the questions we should be asking is what are some of the activities and processes we have in the organization? that are non-systemic, that are unintentionally driving us in the wrong direction. I gave the example of metrics. You know, we really need worker participation. We really need communication. We really need a good flow of accurate, um, you know, information uh, that's not censored throughout the organization from, from the top to the bottom, et cetera. Leaders need to really know what's actually going on. And so we have to ask ourselves, do we have processes in place or activities in place that discourage that or undermine that? It might be, you know, our focus on OSHA incident rates that are intended to uh, prioritize health and safety, but have the unintended consequences of driving information underground. So things aren't reported. And as a result, leadership doesn't really know what's going on, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I'm sure everybody listening to this knows the consequences and the consequences for the management system are are incredibly uh, important. And so uh, one is how do we get rid of non-systemic activities that are undermining our management system? And two, how do we put in place systemic processes that will automatically help us think about systems? We spend a lot of time in Z10 thinking about that.
0: That's a a perfect transition, kind of switching gears here a little bit to to talk about Z10. Last year, we had a a new version of Z10. So I wanted to kind of give folks a a quick overview of uh, what's new in the latest version of Z10, uh, updates, revision, all that good stuff.
1: Yeah, great. The Z10 committee is a terrific group. And the first thing as we started this revision, we asked ourselves, what do folks, organizations really need? And The most important, the the highest level uh, concept when we did our voting and prioritizing was help on implementation. So one of the things that we did is we created two implementation manuals, one for Z10 in general. And it it includes the kind of typical things that you could think about, you know, examples of policies, examples of contractor safety, examples of MOC, examples of roles and responsibilities of leaders, you know, incident investigation, et cetera. But then it also included a lot of new ideas, a, a chapter on systems thinking, a chapter on new view, a, hop, a human organizational performance and concepts, which a lot of organizations are focusing on. Uh, workplace violence. Uh, a new chapter on metrics, which I th- I think is really great. Really helps organizations kind of navigate through improving their metrics and not just relying on uh, uh, lagging indicators, et cetera, et cetera, uh, and 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 others. There, there's a bunch of other chapters, but. Uh, That's the main implementation manual. And then an implementation for small business was created. And a lot of people are excited about that. And if you go to the ASSP website, you can download it free. There's a charge for the main implementation manual. But the one for small business is available free on the ASSP website. So then when you talk about Z10, what was changed in the actual standard, um, what we tried to do is emphasize business integration. So we don't want the health and safety management system to stand alone. It was never intended that way in Z10, but we tried to really emphasize integration with other business systems and other management systems within the organization. So we changed some language in that way. The high-level structure was modified so it would align with the high-level structure of ISO management system standards. So If you look at Z10 and if you look at uh, ISO 14,001 environment, 9,001 quality, 45,001 health and safety, 55,001 asset management, you'll notice that the high level structure is very, very similar. And we did this so that it would help organizations that that are implementing various management system standards. We added a section on context, which is really important to help people. Again, this is systemic. Let's What are the internal and external factors that could influence our management system? Expanded worker participation because of the emphasis on feedback and communication. Uh, we updated and improved the sections on... Uh, You know, identifying OHSMS, Occupational Health and Safety Management System Issues, Hazards, risks, System Deficiencies, and Opportunities. We added a brand. This is unique among all the management system standards on health and safety. We added a separate section on occupational health. There's also a section in the implementation manual, a chapter on occupational health, which we're really excited about. A lot of great work went into that. And then we added a section on, our, um, on organizational learning, which is so fundamental to, you know, improving your management system. Your organization has to be mobilized to learn both from, you know, issues and incidents as well as successful work. So those are some of the main changes, and we're really excited about it. Ben, it's been in, in incredibly well received, the, you know, the, the sales and demand for Z10 and the implementation manuals has just been great.
0: Great. Yeah, definitely encourage folks to take a look at that. So diving a little bit deeper into this latest uh, version of Z10, uh, you know, with, with the the system thinking aspect within that, how can this Z10 standard and the system thinking approach help you assess your safety management system?
1: It can help you a lot because you learn the system thinking kind of stuff Uh so that you're in a position to really make the most of of Z10 as a resource to improve your organization. Because again, one of the other important concepts of system thinking is knowing where you want to go isn't sufficient. It's important, but it's not sufficient. You need to understand where you are. Because again, what we're doing is we're looking at this, at, at these various activities and functions and processes But we're also emphasizing the interdependence all the time uh, so that we're not, again, so that we're not working in isolation. Um, And in addition, one of the questions that that needs to be addressed is if we're going to function systemically in improving our organization's management system, we need tools to do that.
0: Okay, great. Something something else you touched on were uh, the implementation guides, both for you know general industry and, and as well as uh, smaller businesses. So, you know whether you're you know a small business that might be starting from scratch or a larger organization looking to to improve their system, you know, implement uh, Z10 something like that. How can these implementation guides help in implementing your safety management system?
1: I think it always helps when folks can look at something and say, how do other organizations do this? In a sense, it's sort of like benchmarking. But again, you know, one of the things that we emphasize is, look, don't look at Z10 and don't look at these implementation guides like this is the new uh, blueprint uh, for your organization. So your job is to go back to your organization Tear down everything that's there and start over. You know what we're trying to do is say, you know, because there there can be a tendency to sort of do that, and we and we say to them, to folks, you got to think about it this way. Uh, your organization is going to continue to function. You can't take your organization like an airplane and put it in the hangar for a year and fix the airplane. You're you're going to have to improve it in flight. You're going to have to fix the plane in flight. That's the mental model that you need. And so, uh, and again, you shouldn't think of Z10 or the implementation guides is the absolute blueprint. You should think about those as a resource that you use and you figure out how to customize based on the needs of your organization. Obviously, yeah, obviously, risk assessment is going to be different for a construction company versus a small manufacturing company versus uh, uh, convenience stores or healthcare or whatever. So it, it's it's constantly thinking about these are great ideas. You're going to find a lot of assistance, you know, roles and responsibilities, policies, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, in the implementation guides. But don't just take them and try to stick them in your organization. You've got to think about your organization and what makes sense uh, and what doesn't. But, you know, they're great resources. And uh, I've had folks tell me that the Z10 implementation guide has helped them a lot as they've implemented 45,001, because obviously there's so many similarities. There's some differences between Z10 and 45,001, but they're overwhelmingly similar in a lot of the most important ways.
0: Okay. uh, Anything else uh, you'd like to add about uh, systems thinking Z10 uh, as we wrap up?
1: I'll just mention after learning about Z10, after learning about systems thinking, after learning about, you know, kind of system modeling and the importance of mental models and assumptions, all this stuff, we ask folks to think about their organization and think about, as I mentioned before, what are the activities that they're currently doing that they should stop or really modify? What are other activities that you need to start that currently don't really exist in order to improve your health and safety management system? And then what are the current activities that are really effective, that are really helping maintain your health and safety management system and that kind of helps pull together a lot of these ideas in a practical way.
0: It's a, it's a great note to end on. Well, uh, thank you so much again, Jim, for for coming on. I've really enjoyed our conversation. I hope uh, listeners uh, will think about, you know, the the systems thinking approach and Z10 and all the rest and how they can uh, use that to improve their safety and health management system. So thank you again. Thanks, Scott. I really appreciate it. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Case for Safety podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also connect with us at ASSP.org and follow us on Twitter at ASSP Safety. We'll see you next time.